Hello, my name is Dr. Rongan Chatterjee. Welcome to my Built to Thrive podcast. And today, I'm looking at the impact that being physically and socially active has on your brain. Now, let's first look at exercise or movement, as I prefer to call it. You don't have to do something intense or that takes a huge amount of time. Walking or simply moving about a bit more rather than sitting may be all that it takes to start improving your brain function. You see, exercise secretes endorphins, the hormones that improve our thinking, concentration, and our mood. And when we move our bodies, we literally change our minds. It renovates the white matter in our brains, potentially improving our ability to think and remember as we age. Now, there was a recent study of octogenarians from Chicago that really helps to illustrate this. This study tracked how often older people moved or sat then. After they died, scientists looked deep inside their brains, and what they found was that certain vital immune cells worked differently in the brains of older people who were active compared to those who weren't. The exercise seemed to influence their brain's health, their thinking abilities, and whether they experienced the memory loss of Alzheimer's disease. Even a brisk 10-minute walk can help us feel better, and many of my patients actually find that regular workouts alleviate their anxiety as much, if not more, than medication. Now, movement also boosts memory and thinking skills. Even better, there's evidence that regular aerobic exercise may help to maintain brain size and function as we age. Now, walking for about an hour most days can even add volume to our hippocampus, the brain's memory center. I mean, now that I've shared all that with you, what do you think? Do you move enough? Could you move a little bit more? Does that inspire and motivate you to do a little bit more than you currently do? And if so, that's a good thing. Or maybe you could tell someone else, a friend, maybe a parent. Maybe you can let them know about this research as well, because actually what the research is showing is that just moving a little bit more is going to make a significant difference. These findings underscore the dynamic nature of our brains and how they constantly transform themselves, for better or worse, in response to how we live and move. Now, I grew up thinking that adult brains were physically fixed and were pretty inflexible after early childhood, because... That was the thinking by scientists at that time. And if that was the case, then the structure and function of our brains would only decline with age. But we now know that some parts of our brains create new nerve cells deep into adulthood. And this is a process known as neurogenesis. And when you exercise and move your bodies, you help to increase neurogenesis. Now, for a moment, let's turn our attention to our social lives. We as humans are social creatures, so craving connections with others is essentially hardwired into our brain. Staying socially and intellectually engaged with friends, co-workers, family, and neighbors have been shown to bolster our brain function. When we're chatting, we're challenging our minds to interpret verbal and visual cues. It can also improve our moods. When we socialize and feel supported, our body produces more oxytocin. And this feel-good hormone actually reduces anxiety and generates a sense of calmness. It also has the power to reduce those pesky cortisol levels that we spoke about earlier on in the week. By socializing with others, I don't really mean socializing on Facebook or Zoom. Ideally, 
I'm talking about face-to-face catch-ups with people who know and love us. And I fully appreciate we can often struggle to make time for these things, but I'm hoping that by me simply saying it on this podcast, it inspires you to maybe prioritize it a little bit more than you might currently do. Of course, some of our friends don't live close to us and are physically far away. My closest friends from university live miles away from me. So we only really get together maybe a couple of times a year, but it's something that we didn't neglect for a while. It's something that we have to put in the diary or it's not going to happen. And of course, sometimes our friends have moved to different countries or there's all kinds of other reasons why it might be tricky to meet up with them face to face. And of course, it can be tricky to make new friends because friendship is all about shared experiences. And one study actually found that two people need to spend 90 hours together to become friends or 200 hours to qualify as close friends. I guess the point is, is that we need to put a bit of time in. And if you have moved away, if you don't have friends nearby, you know, is there something you can do? A helpful tip that I often use with my patients who are new into the area is I say, what are your hobbies? What do you like doing? Let's say someone likes yoga or martial arts. Instead of them practicing at home, I'll encourage them to go to a local class because it's just a simple way to get together with like-minded people. So maybe that's something you might want to consider. I once heard someone describing friendship as being like a book of your life. There are some friends that are there for the entire book, probably two, three, maybe four of the most, and others pop in for a chapter or a short paragraph, and that's completely okay as well. And it's actually sometimes those friends who are there for just a short spell that can help us get through a challenging chapter in our lives, especially when we haven't got our best mates or family nearby to support us. But I think the main overarching point here is that I want you to be proactive. Don't just sit there and wait for friends to pop into your life. It's highly unlikely to happen. We have to make the effort. So at the end of today, I'd really like you to have a think about how your body and mind are connected and how by staying physically and socially active, you can make a big, big difference to the health of your brain. That's all for today. Tomorrow, I'm going to be looking at why mentally stimulating activities protect your brain against aging. I'll see you then.